Hey everyone, this is Robert Rochelle with D3VB West doing my first podcast since uh, the end of 2021. So I've been wanting to get back into the podcast game a little bit and we had a bit of news today. Today, when I'm recording this, is March 9th. Um, the news was out of Trinity, the Southern Athletic Association, known as the SAA, and Southwestern. And uh, the news was that both Trinity and Southwestern will be moving to the SAA in the fall of 2025. So big news um, out of the West region, as it was, and uh, figured it was a good opportunity to get on the podcast and kind of give my thoughts and maybe look at some other issues uh, instead of writing about it. Uh, go ahead and talk about it, um, because the first thing I really wanted to talk about was my thoughts. As you guys know, if you've read anything uh, off the website, you know that my daughter went to Southwestern, so I am a, uh, I don't know what I am, uh, but I am an alumni parent, maybe? Uh, certainly one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Southwestern volleyball fans, and um, so this this uh, hurts a little bit. Um, I've developed relationships with the other teams in the SCAC. I uh, have a nice relationship with the commissioner in the SCAC. Um, So to see uh, Trinity and Southwestern leave them for someone else um, when athletically it doesn't make a lot of sense to me um, is is hard. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, So, I mean, change is hard, and that's kind of what this is. And so I would kind of maybe talk through it a little bit. Uh, maybe it'll be, uh, maybe it'll help me get through it. As far as you guys who are actually listening to this, uh, don't know, most of you probably don't uh, particularly care too much about Southwestern or Trinity. I mean, you all should hate Trinity. That goes without saying. But um, uh, for the most part, you're probably wondering why this is a big deal, or even if it's a big deal. Um, the, the, the thing that I gleaned from the different press releases, and you can find that on the website. I've got the links in my latest article to all the press releases, um, is that this was a move done for academics. So that's the beauty of Division Three, right? Uh, over in Division One, we've got the whole Power Five uh, conference mess-ups that are happening, and that's all based on money. It's based on uh, athletic, well, it's based on football programs is really what it is. And that's what D1 is about these days. Uh, D3 is about academics. Um, You hear it a lot, sometimes you wonder, but that's what this move seems to be about. And if you're like me, you're kind of wondering why changing an athletic conference has anything to do with academics. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer that. But... um, what you'll find uh, in those press releases is that the Southwestern and Trinity are considered national liberal, liberal arts institutions, and that is not the case for the other programs, schools in the SCAC, whereas the SAA has that. Um, I didn't look, but I think most, if not all, are considered national liberal arts. So they're basically, uh, you saw the term in one of the press releases, uh, creating a like-minded conference um, of teams. So in theory, I guess they all have the same 
goals academically and somehow that's better athletically. Uh, like I said, I don't really have a, an answer for this, but, um, but fine. So you want to do that. And the only downside is that none of the other schools are in your state. And that, of course, relates now to money because you got to get to those schools in every single sport you play. And I think I saw in the Southwestern, there's 20 sponsored sports. So 20 sports need to go to Kentucky and the other, the other states where the SAA programs are located. So interesting. I mean, money always seems to be a problem, whereas D3 is driven by academics. It's also driven by the absence of money. D1 is driven by the presence of money. Um, so I, I, that, to me, was one of the reasons I was holding my hat, that this wasn't going to happen. But yet, it did. Um, so... It should be remembered, although I look at the SAA schools as kind of different states, diff, you know, a lot of travel, uh, it should be remembered that as early as 2011, the SCAC had seven of these SAA programs in their conference. We had The SCAC had 12 teams total. Seven of them um, were there, basically all seven that are in the SAA right now, except for Barry. Uh, they left the SCAC, created the SAA, and so it's really kind of a, uh, a joining of these schools again, it, to some extent. Back to my thoughts on the matter. And I am glad that Southwestern and Trinity are staying together. I think that's an important rivalry. So it is, it is good to see that. Um, you know, we kind of touched on academics. The, the money concern is still something that's very interesting to me. I think that I don't think it'll be an issue with Trinity, but I sure hope that Southwestern has sat down and said, here are the, here are the budgetary concerns, uh, needs, in order to continue to have a top-notch program uh, and compete in a conference that is no longer in my state. Because if they haven't done that, I think that this probably will not work out for them. If they're committing the travel budget necessary, then... I think it would actually, from an athletic standpoint, be a good thing in a lot of number, a lot of different number of ways, which I kind of will get into here in a little bit. What I what I do want to mention as well is I did write. I can't remember if I've already mentioned this, but I did write an article a month ago on the possibility of this, and that is also on the website. And there are some reasoning and different things that are put on there, and I'll kind of touch on those again. One of the more interesting things to me was that I was able to get a comment back from Ken Ralph. Ken Ralph is the director of intercollegiate athletics at Southwestern, and he basically said, no, we haven't applied for membership at the SAA. Um, I got the impression from our little email exchange that he wasn't really um, in the loop on this or believing this. And so, you know, I guess there's a question of, well, did he just straight out lie to me? And I love a good conspiracy theory like the rest of you, but... I also am a little different in that if someone takes the time and responds to you and tells you something, then they're probably being truthful. So what I find interesting, so now, hey, let me get into a conspiracy theory now. So if Ken Ralph wasn't on board with this a month ago, and a month later that the change is happening, the move is happening, um, 
I think it's kind of obvious from that that this was a move driven by the presidents and the board of trustees. So again, it goes back to the academics. This was not something that was pushed by the athletic department. And my guess is that the athletic department was brought into this late in the game and was probably said, you're moving. And maybe they were able to come back and say, okay, well, here's the budgetary concerns. I hope they were able to come back uh, so that in the case of Southwestern, I know I don't think there's going to be a problem with Trinity. Trinity's got money. But in the case of Southwestern, that they will be able to put forth the same level of, uh, of athletic excellence that they have in the past. So we've talked about um, academics, but what does this really bring to these schools? Um, I think the hope is that by making this move that it will uh, help with their admissions, will help with the number of applicants that they get, will increase the profile of their schools academically. Um, I, I look at it and I go, okay, I guess, I don't know. Um, I know when I was looking at schools for my two kids that this wasn't something that I was concerned about. I wasn't concerned who you were grouped with. Um, I probably would be more of a red flag to say why in the world are you grouped with schools in other states as a parent of, an, of a student athlete. That's a bad thing. I like to see my student athlete play in person. Um, I don't want to have to go to Kentucky to do that. I don't want to have to go to Georgia to do that with all respect to those beautiful states. It's just money and time that I probably cannot afford uh, to spend um, uh, to follow their athletic uh, career um, that closely. So I think it's a, it, it would actually be a red flag to me as a, as a father of a student athlete sending their kid to a school. It would be a negative towards that school. Uh, again, academically, if I was looking at a school purely for that reason, uh, I, I would look at the school and not who's in their conference. And, and I'm sure I'm missing something, guys. I'm sure there's something obvious. But, you know, having gone through this twice, um, you just, I guess I'll just defer to the presidents and the board of trustees that they know more of what they are doing than uh, little old stupid me. So, you know, back to the move. Um, what I've heard is that Trinity really pushed this. This was something that really was wanted by Trinity. I've heard, as, as I've heard that they wanted this last year. As a matter of fact, that um, you know, and it made sense for them to go with a partner. I, I almost think they couldn't go without a partner. Um, I haven't heard the same push from the southwestern side, but obviously they're going. So they have they got on board uh, pretty easily at some point. So now I kind of wanted to touch on what the conferences are going to look like in 2025. I guess the natural place to start is the SCAC. They currently have 10 teams with McMurray moving over, but obviously the loss of Trinity and Southwestern drops them to eight. They are led by Colorado College athletically. Uh, they also have uh, Texas Lutheran, Austin College, St. Thomas, Shriner, Dallas, Centenary, and McMurray, as I've mentioned. So those are your eight um, the ASC, I'll jump to them. They, with the loss of McMurray, they're going to drop from nine to eight teams. So they'll also have eight teams. So 
Eight is a fine number. There's nothing wrong with eight. You can keep your automatic qualifiers to your NCAA tournaments. Uh, you only need six teams for that. So uh, not a problem. There's even some wiggle room built in. Um, but I have heard uh, from multiple people in both cases that both conferences are looking to add. I think 10 is the magic number that pretty much all conferences would like to have um, uh, across, across their sports to keep their NCAA eligibility for the tournaments, as well as to keep some wiggle room in case someone one leaves. So I think, I don't know where each conference can turn to. Um, someone always pops up, I guess. But um, if you happen to be a D3 or even a non-D3 school looking for a conference, um, I, can, I can send you to the ASC or the SCAC. Um, I don't think that you'll see these conferences merge in any way. I don't think there's any need to from either side. And I don't think it makes sense. Could a school come from one conference to the other? Yes, they could. Uh, we just saw it with McMurray. Um, but right now, both conferences are very viable. From a, a SCAC per, uh, perspective, losing Trinity and Southwestern certainly, and I'm going to speak primarily from volleyball because that's what I know, um, you know, it's it hurts from a prestige standpoint. I mean, the SCAC was getting three teams in it the number of times, which is really unheard of. Uh, you've got to be the UAA basically to get three teams in. So um, it it was it's it's it was a nice thing to have to have three national programs in your in your conference. It helped everyone out. Um, losing two of those really kind of opens the door for Colorado College. Um, Athletically, they in volleyball especially, they're the team to beat. Now I know TLU just came up and won the conference, and it was fun to watch up until the point I got COVID. But it was it was fun to watch and uh, and good for them. And maybe maybe we'll see some schools step up because there is going to be a void in the SCAC. Um, I don't think we'll see Colorado College just run away with it every single year. I think. Um, you'll see some programs, and, and I, I, I kind of like this gag from an athletic standpoint. I thought TLU, I think St. Thomas is another beast waiting to happen. Um, you know, Austin College has always been good. So, you know, McMurray moving over just added to the depth of the conference. So it's, it's a good conference, but it's no longer a great conference. It's now a single bid conference. Um, and to, to volleyball specifically, and that won't change unless the other schools step up into the void and schedule tougher. And I want to talk about schedules at the end here, but um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. I don't think you'll see Austin College, for instance, all of a sudden just increase their volleyball budget because Trinity and Southwestern have left. And I wish they would. They should come talk to me, uh, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell them to do it. Um, as far as the ASC, uh, they are led by still UT Dallas and Mary Harden Baylor. Mary Harden Baylor is kind of going in a, a I don't know, a, a weird direction. I think they've kind of fallen off a little bit. I hope that's not going to continue, but um, we shall see. I think this will be a big year for them uh, to kind of tell us what their plans are for volleyball in the future. But um, they have traditionally been a one-bid conference as well. I think if Mary Harden-Baylor can schedule better, which they have not done the last few years, 
um, and perform, then I think they have the ability to become an easy two-bid conference. Um, but it's not just the top team or the top two teams that make that happen. It's the entire conference. You have to all schedule dif difficult schools to keep your strength of schedule up so that it doesn't hurt a team to play someone uh, in, a, in conference because you play them twice. And, um, and, it, and it really drags down the strength of schedule. And we already have a problem in the West with strength of schedule because we're basically on an island. So... That's the SCAC, that's the ASC. I did want to also touch on uh, Colorado College because I think they're interesting. Um, they're kind of left standing here in the SCAC, um, but I don't really see that they're going to go anywhere. I know that's famous last words, but you know, if you kind of look around, they're in the middle of a, a bunch of conferences and not close to any of them, right? They could always leave D3, I suppose, and they definitely have programs that are not D3, hockey, for instance, is D1. But, um, you know, I don't see them moving to, like, the Skyac. Wouldn't that be interesting, right? Um, I don't see them moving to the Northwest Conference. They're basically the same distance. I mean, maybe a little further. But, you know, those conferences are all well-contained in, in a geographical location where they can play home and away series. And I think Colorado messes that up too much. I don't see them moving to the ASC because I don't really – that doesn't help them in any way. Maybe it increases a little bit of their uh, strength of schedule with UTD and Mary Harden Baylor. But overall, I just don't see it making much sense for them to move. And I think you could even look at, um, you know, could they move to the Skyac? Could they move to the Northwest? Could they move to a conference like American Rivers? They're all surrounding them in a sense. Um, and, I, and it doesn't really make much sense to me because um, you know, those conferences play home and away. When you bring Colorado into your conference, that really is not an option. It's no longer an option because of the travel. So the SCAC currently plays in a pod system where you'll have uh, three, four teams meet on a weekend and play multiple games. And that certainly reduces the travel for everyone but Colorado. <laughs> There's no reducing their travel. But um, anyways, so I don't see, I don't see Colorado necessarily moving. Um, the other conference I wanted to look at was the SAA. Uh, they currently are at eight teams. Um, Trinity and Southwestern give them 10 teams, obviously, but they have a problem, and that problem is Birmingham Southern College, BSC. Um, if you're following them in the news at all, I've written a little about it, but um, they are in great financial difficulty. They've asked the state to help them out in the tune of millions of dollars. Um, I don't think you're going to see the state bail out a private college it could happen, but I don't see it happening. Uh, one interesting note that a coach passed along was that he sees, um, I think he said six uh, volleyball student athletes uh, from BSC in the transfer portal. Um, he said another coach said that he that they thought they saw like a hundred of student athletes from BSC overall across all sports in the transfer portal. So I think uh, the student athletes kind of know what's happening and um, it's just a matter of time. And so when BSC closes their doors, um, which would be very unfortunate, but that would bring the SAA back to nine schools. And what I have been told is that the SAA wants 10. 10 seems to be the magic number, and there's no reason why they can't get a 10th if you've got a conference that consists of Barry and Trinity and Southwestern. Uh, and not to mention, you know, I mean, there's other quali obviously quality programs, Hendricks, 
from a volleyball's perspective, Hendricks is usually pretty good. Um, I don't think they'll have difficulty finding that 10th. And, and some, I think, I've heard a, a number of schools mentioned the one that makes the most sense would be to go to the Heartland and pull Transylvania um, out and bring them to the SAA if they'd be willing to do that. Um, the center who's already in the SAA is, is very close to Transylvania uh, distance-wise, so it makes a lot of sense in the same way that Trinity and Southwestern coming into the conference makes sense. So we will we'll have to wait and see. That's just some gossip on my part, but we'll see what happens to the SAA. We'll see what happens to BSC, but just know that that's an issue that's going out there, and I'm sure it's been discussed with the uh, BSAA members. One of the last things I wanted to touch on was scheduling and kind of looking at the different conferences. So I mentioned the SCAC does pod scheduling. I don't see that changing with Colorado College in your conference. I don't see them getting away from that. Um, you know, I, less schools means less matches, which means in order to fill out your, your, your schedule, you need to find additional teams. So maybe we'll see more ASE uh, SCAC crossplay than we already do. Maybe you'll see more non-Division three matches than we already do uh, with the SCAC teams. Um, and I, again, hopefully we'll see some of the schools pick up the void and travel more, but I, I, I wouldn't count on that. The ASC, uh, this move doesn't really impact them at all. Um, they still play home and away. I don't see that changing. It makes it a little bit easier with eight teams than when they had 10. Um, so there's that. Now, what's interesting is the SA schedule and are they gonna move to pods? Or, you know, or will they uh, still stay with a home and away concept? And I think that's what they'll end up doing. And it just means that the travel budget for those schools is going to have to increase because they're going to have to come to uh, Georgetown and or San Antonio, wherever you want to fly into, but you're going to make a trip to catch both those schools. And um, you're going to have to do that every year. Um, so if, you, if your school only has one flight in the budget and that's your flight, then that's going to hurt a little bit. So I think that's going to be interesting from an SA perspective, how they're going to deal with that. Now, what I wanted to get into a little bit more was Trinity and Southwestern. So I think after kind of thinking about this is that it may not be a, a bad thing for these schools. Um, let's, let's go with the assumption that the travel budget isn't going to change. And let me take it from a Southwestern uh, perspective. So they typically make at least one trip a year, if not multiple trips, flights a year. So now they're having to, however they're going to get there, they're going to have to make multiple trips out of state, most likely flights, um, I guess some long bus rides, um, we'll see. But that's going to have to happen, and it's going to uh, impact, if they don't take flights, it's going to impact the academics of those student-athletes. So if this is being done for an academic reason, then surely that's not going to happen, right? We shall see. Um, but if we get away from that, all right, I'm trying to focus on the flights, but you're playing a good conference. There are some very good teams in there overall. It's, it's, it's not going to be much different than playing in the SCAC. You're going to have some teams that are, that are not being so good in a particular year, but overall it's a, it's a quality conference. And, um, 
and you've made it a great conference by adding Southwestern and Trinity. So your strength of schedule is going to be pretty darn good, as best as you could probably hope for a conference in the South or the West. So now you come back home and you need to fill out your schedule, right? So the first two weeks, the first three weeks, well, Trinity's really good at bringing schools in. It's a destination for other schools to come in and play Trinity. And well, now you can play Trinity and Southwestern. You know you're going to have those two teams. You throw in a, a TLU or you throw in a UTD or you throw in someone else from the state and you have a, a destination that other schools are going to want to come to to play. Um, so I think so I think that that helps this tremendously. Um, if they're able to still fly out, and uh, I know that Trinity's part of the East-West Challenge, so they're still going to have that flight whenever they're not hosting it. Uh, hopefully Southwestern will have an additional flight so they can go pick a nice tournament. So now you've got the SAA that you've played. Now you've got at least, you probably have at least two, if not three tournaments that you're playing. And now you kind of potentially need to fill out the rest of your schedule, right? Um, you're going to have, a, let's say, a team flying in and playing you and, um, and uh, Trinity, Southwestern Trinity, on a Friday, Saturday, let's say, for the sake of argument. Well, do you want to play a midweek game? Do you want to play, or is there going to be an off week? Are you going to want to find some other team? And that's not going, you can't fly to go do that, right? But what's, what's now opened up is for both of these schools is you now have the entire ASC and you now have the entire SCAC to choose from. So you can go and say, hey, Austin College, we'd love to arrange a game, you know, you know, can we can we do this on a Tuesday if, if we want to do that? Can we can we go up to Mary Hart and Baylor and play? Can we go to UTD? So I think you're still going to see um, these games sprinkled throughout the season. And so if I'm looking from let's say a southwestern perspective, Trinity never has an issue with strength of schedule because they they attract good teams and they fly. But southwestern, you know, you're going to play in the SAA. You're going to um, potentially attract good teams to Trinity, if not your own campus. And now you can be smart about who you play. And I don't want to be rude, but that means, you know, you've had to play Shriner. You've had to play Centenary uh, twice a year. It's a lot of times those schools are, are not 500. I'm going to regret saying this. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just true. Every year you're going to have a team that's down. And so if you're smart, you can say, well, I know Austin College is winning 20, so let's go play Austin College next year. Or St. Thomas is looking really good, or TLU is looking really good. And you can schedule these schools very, very easily and uh, midweek or whatever, and it can boost up your strength of schedule. So it's from a, from a scheduling perspective, um, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. But in the end, I think you can put together a better strength of schedule um, by doing this. Um, it remains to be seen. We'll see what the budgets are like. We'll see what the coaches decide to do. But, you know, just kind of stepping back and looking at it, I think it's something from a scheduling pers uh, perspective that could actually work out to the benefit of both Trinity and Southwestern. All right, I guess I should try to wrap this up. I guess where I'm at just emotionally is I, I still don't like the move. I feel bad for... You know, I really feel bad for all conference commissioners, but I feel bad for the SCAC commissioner today. He's done a great job uh, trying to keep that conference together. I mentioned in 2011 they had 12 teams and then had a mass defection, and then they, they had six teams the following year, and he's built that back up, and he got it back up to 10 teams, and he's got these great programs in it, and now he's down to, 
to eight again, and he's lost Southwestern and Trinity. And and knowing him, he's going to build it back up again. But you know, I feel bad for all of these conferences where we're just stealing teams from one and giving to another. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I hate this move from a parent of a student athlete that likes to watch the games in person. I think it's a uh, it's a it's a it's going to be a big undertaking to follow your son or daughter um, through their athletic achievements. Hopefully, every school will have a nice streaming service, um, but um, you know maybe that's just where the, where it's at. Um, so I don't like it from that standpoint as well. I guess uh, I'll end this with what happens to D three VB West. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, do I do I become SD three VB Southwest? Do I do I bring in both the South and the West and take over half the country and and write articles and oh my gosh, I, I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Um, I do know that something will have to change. I I figure I'll have to spend some time at least on the SAA more than I ever have. Um, you know I've always said that Barry's one of my favorite out of you know out of conference out of region teams and that's no longer the case I hate Barry I Barry and Trinity together Ugh, horrible <laughs> um well in 2025 that starts in 2020 I love them until 2025 um but um yeah so I, I don't know we'll we'll have to see I, I think more work's heading my way and um We'll just see what, what, what form it takes. But So for now, we, we see Southwestern and we see um, Trinity making the move. Uh, we'll see I, what else happens. I think the ASC and the SCAC are both looking for teams. I think the SAA is going to have to look for a 10th team when BSC folds. Um, but uh, time will tell. And uh, for now, uh, my first podcast in over a year. I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, hope I wasn't too depressing. Nobody's out there trying to kill themselves over what I've just said or how I've... I think I've probably had a lot of deep breathing on this podcast. And uh, But um, things will get better. Things will get better for all of us, I'm sure. And uh, But uh, thanks for listening, and I'm going to try and do some more podcasts in the future. And uh, otherwise, uh, you know, go to the website. I probably will be writing some articles on some of the things that I said today and fleshing out in a little more detail. But until then, I'll... I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks.